Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 86 of the show, currently recording on August 21st, 2021, at exactly 9.06 a.m. Our topic for today is going to be the new Pokemon Presents presentation that we just had about a week ago, showcasing brand new titles, including the remakes to the Generation 4 Classics Diamond and Pearl, now being called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, as well as a look at the brand new Pokemon game, Pokemon Legends Arceus. What are my thoughts on both games? How did I enjoy both trailers? We're going to be discussing and getting into all of that. But before we do, wanted to make a brief little public service announcement in case you haven't checked the Discord or haven't checked me on Twitter. Anon Anchor is the only way you, you follow my content somehow, some way. appreciate you guys, by the way. It's just a very interesting group, I guess. Uh, I wanted to let you all know that I will be shutting down my channel, Blue Couch Productions. Uh, on September 1st, it will be deleted. It won't be here anymore. So feel free to unsubscribe from that and go subscribe to my new channel, also called Blue Cash Productions. Wait, what's the point here? Basically, I'm starting a new channel and moving all my current uploads over to it to essentially get a fresh start with the algorithm. I've had a lot of issues over the past five years I've been doing Blue Cash Productions, mostly due to dead subs and people thinking that it was a Pokemon live streaming channel when I'm clearly not. So I figured starting a new channel would give me a good fresh start, but you know, obviously not everybody's going to know about that. So if you're listening to this, feel free, unsubscribe from the old channel if you are subbed. And if you're not subbed, go ahead and sub to the new channel. Link in the description below. All the links for Aiden on Anchor have been updated. So that little subscribe link for the YouTube stuff, that will take you to the new channel and that will get you subscribed. So go ahead and do that because the new channel is going to be starting. You know, going to be starting first week of September. You want to get caught up on that. You want to catch the uploads and support me. That's the best way to do it more than a non-anchor, more than Twitch streams, more than every other project I do, Blue Catch Productions. That's my main baby. So go ahead and check that out in case you haven't heard. And if you want more details, feel free to check out my Twitter and Discord, also linked down in the description below. But enough about that. I'm sure you guys want to get to get into the topic here. So that's exactly what we're going to do. I wanted to start off with something not related to either of these trailers. A couple of days ago, I had my brother Ethan and we were kind of talking about Pokemon, the future of Pokemon, while we've been disappointed in the most recent games. And we decided, let's do something about it, all right? Let's write down a list of some of the things we would like to see in some of the newer Pokemon titles that would get us honestly and earnestly excited again. Because we haven't been. For Sword and Shield, obviously not doing well. Weren't big fans of Let's Go. Generation 7, you know, Ultra Sun and Moon was kind of a bit of a disappointment as well. Pokemon's not in a great headspace right now, at least in terms of the, the hardcore community. Not been loving the past recent games. We came up with a little list of some of the things we would like to see in the newest titles. So let me just read some of these off to you because I kept the list and I figured, huh, it'd be interesting for Aiden on Anchor. So we have on here, number one, no HMs. Pretty obvious. We don't like cut, fly, strength. It's much better just to be able to have Pokemon you can use at any time to do those things rather than, you know, getting rid of a move slot. Very inconvenient. Multiple regions to explore. A post game. Exploration filled areas. All the Pokemon are usable, obviously, so national decks is included. Decent catchable variety. So this is just having a big Pokedex in the game. Uh, a lot 
of Pokemon games suffer in the replay value aspect because you can only catch a certain amount. So your choices are limited when it comes to forming new teams and new strategies. So having a good Pokedex and decent catchable variety is important. An open-ended order when it comes to gym leaders in the story. Some fast-paced musical bops. Trials as opposed to gyms. Bring back the PTS. This was an online system that was used in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and it was our favorite version. You'd be surprised how difficult it is just to connect to trainers and do battles and trading stuff. It's weirdly like harder and uh, more difficult to use. Battle Frontier, obviously. A non-predictable story. So, you know, kind of ditching things like evil teams, having better written rivals, focusing more on mysteries and lore bits in the Pokemon universe. Uh, soaring from Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Sneaking from Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. No weird competitive gimmick. Uh, examples there are like Dynamax and Mega Evolution. So a pretty standard meta, if you will. Following Pokemon, Ride Pokemon, Pokemon Ami, Side Activities multiple alternatives to just battles, character creation tools, better customizability, uh, outfits and stuff, obviously, easier stat change items for competitive, PS5 level visuals, large optional areas, difficulty options, Zelda-like dungeons, and a bunch of unfixed events. So that's the list. And obviously, we're not expecting all of these things to be fulfilled. When me and Ethan wrote this list, it was a true wish list, a pipe dream list of just some of the things that longtime Pokemon fans like myself would like to see. If you can hit a couple of these things, honestly, I'd be pretty happy. If you hit all of them, well, then you're making my dream Pokemon game of all time. But, you know, a couple of these is a good start, right? I believe it was Ben who asked me on an 8 on Anchor, like, what would my dream Pokemon game be? This is a better answer for that. So, Ben, if you're listening to this, I hope you enjoyed that list. But now that we've gone over some of the expectations, some of the things that I would like to see in more recent Pokemon titles, how did the, how did the new games impress me? Were the trailers good? Was I excited about them? Uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Let's start first with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Pretty much since the moment that we saw these games, I had a very sneaking suspicion that these were going to be very faithful, very loyal remakes, primarily because Game Freak's not working on them. They gave it to another studio to do. They are primarily focused on Legends Arceus. So having another studio do a pretty simple remake made the most sense. And honestly, I think this is a good move. Having Game Freak outsource, having them let other studios work on stuff so they can focus more on their own games, which are often very rushed and have a lot of issues and have to be patched with multiple content or different versions. It's a good idea. What I'm not a fan of is the fact that we're finally getting a Diamond and Pearl remake that so many people have been clamoring for. I myself really haven't. I've kind of been on the camp that remakes shouldn't exist after Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but it's not my opinion we're talking about here. A lot of people have wanted these for a long time. This was a big entry. Generation 4 was was what kicked off Wi-Fi and uh, you know, did a little bit more with Physical Special Split, uh, added a lot of new features, and, and people love these games so much. So it's a bit of a shame that they're kind of just doing them again, but on the Switch. There's very little being done here, IMO, to add anything substantially new, to fix any common problems with Generation 4. It seems like, for better or for worse, this is just going to be Diamond and Pearl on the Nintendo Switch. And if you want just Diamond and Pearl on the Nintendo Switch, then hey, these games are probably going to be for you. Um, but Generation 4 is not entirely 
uh, my favorite games in the franchise. It's about middle of the pack. Not my least favorite, not my favorite. So the idea of playing them again isn't really appealing to me. And the trailer did nothing to convince me of that. What did we end up seeing? So obviously we start with the chibi art style and the text. Uh, pretty faithful, I'd say, to Generation 4's look. I mean, back then it was the result of hardware limitations. They were making the game for the DS. It was their first game on the DS. It was the first time using 3D elements with towns and buildings and stuff. So there's a big opportunity here to do something a bit more advanced, to do something with a lot more polish or, or even try out a more realistic art style similar to Oraz or Sun and Moon or even the Let's Go art style I feel would have been a better fit here. But no, they're sticking to the perspective. They're sticking to the little chibi art style. They're sticking to the very simple 3D models. And for the Switch in particular, it doesn't look great, I'll be honest. I think the Mystery Dungeon remakes look better than this, and even they weren't exactly like super visually appealing. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's ugly. I'm not going to sit here and say it's the worst art style they ever could have gone with. There's obviously worse. Uh, but it's not impressive, right? And it really kind of highlights sort of this budget feel, honestly, this side project feel. Remakes... Even the older ones uh, were a big deal, right? And they often included the best of the best. When they remade Red and Blue, it wasn't with the old Game Boy engine. They did it with the GBA engine. They added features from the older games. They radically changed the art style and made it look 10 times better. Same for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Same even for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And that one was crazy because it was a 2D game into 3D. So, like, they really changed the look of that one. So you could really do a lot here with Generation 4 and Diamond and Pearl, and the fact that they kind of kept it safe, whatever. Slightly disappointing to me. I'm not going to say it's the worst thing ever. After all, graphics aren't everything. What do we get for the features? Uh, uh, honestly, it looks roughly the same, again, for better or for worse. On the worst side of things, it does look like HMs are back. I saw the rock climbing walls. Surf looks to still be a thing. We did see a Pokemon using Cutter's Strength, so maybe they worked around it and then we got something that we're just not seeing yet in this trailer, but it looked like HMs were going to be back, so that's a little bit disappointing. It looks like the region's layout is mostly going to be the same, for better or for worse, meaning there are going to be areas where you're slowed down in the swamp or slowed down in the snow. You have routes that have a lot of trainers, Salacion Town. A big issue with Generation 4 in general is that the pacing is pretty slow. Battles are pretty slow. Exploring is pretty slow. You can check at a graph of all the major events, and Generation 4 is notorious for shoving all of the important stuff at the very last couple of hours, making the middle portion of the game often really boring, and the last hour... Once you get past all that stuff, also pretty boring. They really pack everything in and in a slight little container of time. So doesn't look like that's going to be changed, unfortunately. So we'll have to see. Maybe they'll take some notes from Platinum, which was a better paced game, which did involve the plot a little bit more, which made it feel not as slow. Uh, the fact that it's on the Switch means it won't use that DS engine, right? So battles should at least be a little bit faster. But that's the kind of wait and see thing. Uh, the good news is is that because they're being incredibly loyal to Diamond and Pearl, features that didn't show up in the later games, but showed up in Diamond and Pearl, are coming back. 
And that's that's really cool. So things like the underground, right? One and done. It was only in diamond and pearl, only in platinum. We never got to see it again. They're doing it again. They're fleshing it out. They're making it a little bit more interesting. They're having secret base-like elements, which is really cool. Contest, right? Haven't had contest since Generation 4, since Diamond and Pearl. They have never been seen again. They show up here again. And it looks like it's sort of a rhythm mini game this time. So you're like matching up to, to the beats and you're doing little dances with your Pokemon. Also, really cool. Uh, Pokeball stickers. This was a big feature of Generation 4 that a lot of people liked where you could customize your Pokeball. So when you threw out your Pokemon, there'd be like sparkles and flashes or you could be a, a bit of a, a dirty boy and, and write the word penis with, with letters <laughs> whenever your Dialga came out. Uh, so who knows if they'll let you do that still. But they're bringing that back as well. And that's, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, these features did deserve a second chance and could be expanded to be better, and I hope they do. I hope they take that step further uh, to flesh these out because, like I mentioned on my list, I like alternatives to battles. I don't like my Pokemon game to be just strictly battles all the time. You have to give me some side activities, and Generation 4 had some really good side activities. So I like the fact that they're coming back and that we're doing more with them and that we're fleshing them out a little bit here and there. Maybe we'll get the Battle Frontier from Platinum. That'd be another really good way to sort of flesh out some of that. We get some of the post game from both games. You know, that'd be really nice. But doesn't look like they're really doing that, or at least they weren't showing it. So maybe we'll see Giratina in the Distortion World. Maybe we'll see some of the, the better post game stuff that showed up in Platinum. The, the Pokemon variety, especially in terms of the catchable decks, was really good in Platinum and kind of garbage in Diamond and Pearl. A notable example is that fire types, for instance, there were only two that you could catch in Diamond and Pearl, one of them being the starter and the other being Ponyta. Kind of made Flint's team pretty bad. Uh, maybe we'll get the platinum versions of those. Maybe we'll get the platinum version of Cynthia, who had a really good team. And that's that's another thing. I hope that if they're not going to change everything, uh, that you at least keep the levels and the difficulty because generation four is known as one of the more difficult Pokemon games. I personally think black and white and black and white two are much harder. Uh, but you know, if they're not going to have the new EXP share, right? If they're going to keep the levels virtually the same, then we should get a similar level of challenge here, which will be good, but it all kind of comes back to this approach that they're really doing sort of just a by the numbers remake. At least that's what I got out of this trailer. At least that's what I've heard other people talking about. Wait and see, maybe. Maybe they'll change some stuff up. Maybe they'll do some new things here. Doesn't look like that's the case. So it's uninteresting to me personally because Generation 4 and especially Diamond and Pearl are some of my least replayed games. I'd much rather do Platinum or even Heart Gold and Soul Silver if we're talking Generation 4. So these are just very uninteresting remakes from my perspective. But maybe you disagree. Let me know down in the description, Twitter, Discord, wherever. Give me your thoughts about these games. I'd love to hear them. But now we're going to move on to the game I was much more excited about, but also equally worried, Pokemon Legends Arceus. So what exactly is this, right? That's something I've been seeing on Twitter in terms of discussion. Is this the new mainline entry, right? Is it a spinoff similar to Let's Go? Is it an experiment, a complete one-off, just something that Game Freak wanted to try doing? We honestly don't know, right? We thought, okay, maybe after Sword and Shield, we get like a third version perhaps, but they decided not to do that and focus on DLC. Again, I think it was a good call, but it left a lot of people wondering, okay, well, what's next? There are some things that people like about Sword and Shield, like the wild area. What if we expand that a little bit more? 
And that's what they seem to be doing. Pokemon Legends Arceus seems to be the first proper open world Pokemon game. If you don't count other specific times where they kind of did that before. It's the first one people are actually going to care about. Maybe that's the better way to word it. And so that creates a lot of interesting questions. Okay, if it's open world, are the battles the same? Uh, What's the story like? Is the progression the same? How do you make a Pokemon game that is properly open world, interesting, and fun? Those were the questions that were going through my mind. And so this trailer tries to answer some of that. And I think the most interesting thing here is there are no gym leaders. There is no, to my knowledge, evil team. You are basically set up in the Hisui region, a part of Sinnoh, if you will, way before Diamond and Pearl. So like before a lot of the major technology, before the evolution of Pokeballs, before the Pokemon League, before so many things. Back when Pokemon were essentially just wild creatures and dangerous creatures and humanity wasn't connected to them in the way they are now. Where they're they're not friends necessarily. It's just they're creatures in the world and we're still trying to deal with that. So research becomes such a bigger element now. You're doing survey work. Now, that's the main goal. There are no gym leaders, so you're doing survey work, you're observing Pokemon behavior, you're doing missions for people in the town, similar to Mystery Dungeon. You seem to have one home base that you keep coming back to over and over again, so while exploration is going to be a big thing, you don't necessarily need it to progress further in the game. And the whole Arceus thing, where does that come in? Honestly, I don't know, but the point I'm getting at here is that it seems that Pokemon Legends Arceus is ditching entirely that traditional formula. There are still aspects that exist. Battles, for the most part, are mostly still the same. You know, catching Pokemon is still a very similar process, but it seems like this is the furthest they have gone into trying to do something at least new, and that's partially uh, a thing because of the open world. So, what all did we see here? One of the more interesting things that caught my eye almost immediately was that they're doing regional forms again. So this was something that was introduced, I believe, in Generation 7. They were called Alolan forms. So the idea was to take popular, well-known Pokemon from early generations and give them a new form. One popular example is Vulpix. So Vulpix is a fire type, but in Alola, because of the climate and the conditions, it evolves to be an ice fairy type. Executor, right, in in Kanto, he's just kind of a dopey little short uh, tree. Here, he's super tall, right, and and has a dragon type for some reason, I guess. So now here we are in Pokemon Legends Arceus in the Sinnoh region in Hisui, where we have a variety of Pokemon, some of which have never been in the region before, but that can be explained because there's no league. It's so far in the past. They can do literally whatever the fuck they want. So now we're getting regional forms again. We saw a Growlithe that had a little bit more hair. We saw a Basculin that changes. We saw evolutions even. Stantler's getting an evolution called Weirdeer, uh, which looks super cool and super awesome. And, and hey, would you look at that? You can ride them. So that checks off another thing, right? We're getting regional forms. We're getting non-standard progression. We're getting big exploration areas. And now we're getting so many things. Decent catchable variety. This is starting to become the game that me and Ethan wrote about here. Uh, obviously, not everything is there, but Ride Pokemon is another thing on here. We seem to, to focus a little bit more on lore. After all, it's a prequel, so you got to touch on Arceus. Arceus is one of those legendaries that doesn't have a lot about him. I mean, I know he had an event, and you could kind of hack Diamond and Pearl to get a, a flute, but that was never officially released, so they could really rewrite Arceus's lore and mystery and explain it properly in an actual game that focuses on him. 
So if you're picking a, a, a Pokemon, a legendary Pokemon to flesh out a little bit more, I think Arceus is, is a great choice because, sure, I don't care about him now, but now you have a whole game to essentially flesh that out and to do more with. So that's really cool. But regional forms are awesome. I love the fact that you can ride them. Let's talk about battles briefly, because I know they looked mostly the same. But the interesting thing here is they're focusing a little bit on styles this time. And you're like, oh no, is this something like Megas? Is this something like Dynamax? Is this a big gimmick that's going to ruin battles? It doesn't look like that's the case here. It looks like all that styles are doing is essentially uh, niching down your Pokemon even more. So you can have the strong style, which makes your attacks hit harder, but you're a little bit slower, or the agile style, which will make you hit multiple times just because you're so much faster than the other Pokemon. So we're really out here making Pokemon unique again, which is what I loved about natures and abilities. It made the battle system, which was mostly black and white, and gave a little bit of variation to each Pokemon. It made you catch a bunch of different species. That way you could find one that best fit your strategy and your ideas. And I think this the style system could really do a lot with that. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see how it works. It could be stupid busted. There could be Pokemon that take advantage of it to the point where it's just useless, and it could ruin the meta. Honestly, who knows? I thought very similar thoughts about Dynamax until it came out, and I went, eh, yeah, okay. This is, isn't great, but I feel like Styles is one of enough of those minor little changes that could actually benefit competitive Pokemon. Um, but that's if we're wondering if Legends Arceus is even going to be supported by VGC altogether. The remakes not, might not even be supported by VGC. What are we going to do for competitive once these games come out, honestly? Are we going to follow this this new meta? Or is it going to be like, let's go, or it's ignored? Have no clue. We have no idea what the Pokemon company is, is doing with all of that. Uh, like I said earlier, moving on from that, we ended up seeing a lot of research tasks, uh, observing Pokemon behavior, doing missions that you can go back and report to. There's like a research team, uh, the Galaxy team or whatever, which is kind of a cool little callback to Galactic. In fact, a lot of the characters I noticed had some striking similarities to Generation 4 ones. There's like this commander character that has a very similar mustache to Rowan. There's a research assistant who looks identical to Cyrus, only it's a female this time. Uh, they're bringing back some, some popular characters and they're doing a little bit of twist on them implying that maybe they're the ancestors, who knows if they're going to stick to the, the similar route that they did, who knows if they're going to turn evil. I've seen theories potentially that they turn evil. I hope not. really don't want an evil team. I want kind of a, you know, non-predictable plot here, but we'll see. We'll see. Again, so early on. We also saw uh, item crafting, which is really cool, and then we got to see a lot more of the open world. Uh, it seems that now Pokemon can, can even attack you while you're out in the open world. So you're just running by yourself. Um, but you can throw your Pokemon out into the field with you to, to follow along. But if you're just running around and a Pokemon attacks you, it will hurt you, the trainer, uh, which means exploring is going to be a lot scarier. And I kind of really like that idea. Well, the wild area kind of touched upon it. Like if you go out of your way, you could run into a Steelix that was like level 60 or whatever and could wreck your team. And that was cool. But I like the fact that now it's not going to be in the in the in the same sense because that was sort of an encounter that you chose to interact with this is going to be something where you're going to come across it and you will have to interact with it regardless of whether or not you want to which means it has a lot more potential to i think be interesting be scary potentially change up uh, how you explore and being a little bit more careful potentially they're sneaking in here from omega ruby and alpha sapphire which is awesome you actually have different ways of catching pokemon uh, a lot of them, you just throw a Pokeball and you get it, but then others are 
more dangerous. So of course you have to battle them. And I love the touch that the, the, the Pokeballs are older too. You can probably tell just by the tone of my voice, but I'm actually really excited for Legends Arceus. I will admit there is a bit of caution because I was I felt a very similar way about Sword and Shield. I felt a very similar way about Generation 7. These past couple of Pokemon games do a great job in marketing and hyping me up and, and showing all this potential of what they could do. And then they always find a way to under-deliver and then I'm done with them after a playthrough. I don't want to be done after one playthrough of Legends Arceus. I want to play this game a lot. I want to do multiple playthroughs even. And that's only going to happen if they flesh out these mechanics, if they make it interesting, and frankly, if it does well, uh, their decision to to whether or not to go all in on it, right? It could very well be a thing where Legends Arceus does well, and we're all like, cool, that's awesome, and then they ignore it, and we get Sword and Shield 2, or we get Generation 9, right? Who knows? Uh, this could easily just be a, a one-and-done thing, but that's, that's the exciting part. We don't know. We don't know. Any theory I could make on a non-acre, I could just read off this list and be like, well, technically Legends Arceus could, uh, you know, have contests. We don't know for sure, but I can make that theory because it hasn't been confirmed yet. And we've only gotten one major trailer. All in all, I think Legends Arceus has the potential to do well. It is the game I'm far more excited to play. And I really hope that if it is well polished and Game Freak has given it the time of day, uh, that they stick with this, this kind of non-traditional formula, because I'm honestly sick of gym battles linear stories, evil teams, all of that. And it used to feel that way. It used to felt like Pokemon had to stick to some uh, formula where they do the same thing every time. Uh, but after Sword and Shield, <laughs> I think that's off the table. I, I, I almost want to see the, the wackier, the better. I want to see games like XD. I want to see things like Coliseum taking elements from Mystery Dungeon and even Pokemon Ranger to do something a little bit more interesting and unique. And that's what it looks like they're doing. So... We'll see. Keep my hopes up. I'm going to wait for reviews. I'm not going to buy it when it comes out day one. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done, especially in the visuals. they got to fix up the lighting. they got to fix up the environments. The frame rate has to be good. There were still, even in this trailer, multiple parts where it looked like the frame rate was, was you know, not running well. <laughs> it looked below 30 in some shots. I want it at least on par with, with Breath of the Wild's performance. It doesn't have to look better. It doesn't have to outperform it. it doesn't have to blow it out of the water. It just has to come in the ballpark. If you can come in the ballpark of Breath of the Wild performance-wise, I'll be okay. Um, because I love Breath of the Wild, but even that game has its technical issues. Doing an open world on the Switch is very tough, correct? Uh, so the idea that Game Freak's trying to do it leaves me a little bit a little bit worried that that might not run as well. But the Wild Area was one of my favorite parts of Sword and Shield, so if they expand on that in Legends Arceus, it could be really cool. But those are my thoughts. Pokemon Presents had a lot of things. There are mobile games and other things I'm not going to talk about. You just want to know my thoughts on these games. You want my extended thoughts. Here you go. Those are my thoughts. Let me know what you thought about Legends Arceus and the remakes down below. Check out the links. DM me, whatever, on Twitter. And hey, also, in case you just skip through the end, again, starting a new channel, go ahead and sub to the old channel. Links are down there. Uh, shout out to my good friend Jay the Zoomster, who supported me on Anchor. Shout out to Parker and Zach who are supporting me on Patreon. If either of those two people are listening, hey, it's going to be a new month soon, so let me know what topic you want me to cover. Parker hadn't gotten back to me yet, but Zach made me do Family Guy last time, so hopefully he gets his shit together and gives me a better topic. Or we might not be friends anymore, so keep that in mind. 
all in all, I've been Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and I will see you guys next time.